0: Hi, everyone. I'm here with uh, Emma um, from, who's the Director of Workforce Management at Puzzle. Um, Emma, thanks very much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, great to be here. Thanks. Um, so, so, obviously, workforce management, I mean, we've been through a huge amount of sort of change in the contact centre industry over the last sort of 12, 12 18 months. It'd be good to get a little bit around what your perspective's been in terms of what you've seen with, with your clients.
1: We've seen a a lot of um, changes um, with the the move to the cloud, a huge increase in cloud adoption. The reason for that adoption has been uh, the pandemic um, Mm. and we're still seeing uh, a lot of companies struggling uh, with the change and and really moving agents to the home office or working uh, partly in the office and partly from from the home. We also see that a lot of, um, a lot of legacy platforms don't support the kind of, of reporting uh, you're you looking for and that you need in, in terms of, of being able to report both um, agents in the office and uh, working from home. <laughs>
0: How and how ready did you, would you say that the readiness level of the, the industry at large has been in terms of like adopting that remote working sort of flexibles, remote working kind of kind of patterns? I mean, how ready were we and how ready do you think we are now?
1: Well, we weren't. Uh, I don't think we were that ready, really, but we were forced into uh, being ready. It, it, just forced a lot of, of companies to start thinking cloud Um mm. it's been uh, more uh, yeah let's that's something we'll do in the future we, we were forced to to adopt uh, the cloud and also adopt the way that we uh, accept people working from different places in a whole different way that we did before. You
0: know, remote working brings its own challenges in terms of Remote management and how do you how do you think about that? And I suppose workforce management you know, can be can be a big part of that in terms of understanding you know who you've got working when. I mean, what have been some of the challenges that you've you sort of you sort of seen and sort of like you know really tried to try to come across in terms of like trying to work out um, work you know, working patterns etc.
1: Right. Uh, so some of the challenges are of course around building um, building schedules that fit this new way of working. Mm. um creating the flexibility that we need to accommodate for uh people that are that are, that are in their house and mm. uh, sometimes they they have picking up kids or leaving kids or have homeschooling so building um availability that fits uh, the um, the agent, but also it's around visibility, um, so a lot around um, finding the right tools to, to really know what um, where the agents are and if they're following the schedule that we have created. So th- those are some of the challenges um that we definitely have seen
0: does, does remote working and having that flexibility to give you extra flexibility in schedules i mean have people been using that so yes you're you might need to go and pick up your kids but that means that maybe you can work a little bit later in the evening or you might get extra capacity in the evening. those kind of things is does it give a much more sort of nuanced flexible kind of kind of workforce do you think or is it or is it all you know not so positive
1: <laughs> no, it it is actually it it is positive uh, because uh, we're uh, able to build shifts, um, shorter shifts sometimes to to uh, cover specific peaks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When agents don't have to travel to work, uh, they can they can work uh, shorter shifts. They can we can also uh, schedule them on on split shifts to cover mm-hmm. those peaks that we have. So it's definitely positive as well um in a way that we can we can really design um uh design shifts to to fit uh also the the peaks that we have in in our traffic
0: do do you think split shifts are going to become more common as a result of that with the remote workforce versus back in the office and and are we going to lose that when we come back into the office
1: I think it will, um, I don't think we will lose it, I I think it will continue to to be there, but but it is definitely uh, bigger now and more common, uh, Mm. just because of, of the fact that you can log on to the contact center platform, work for a few hours, then maybe uh, do some work with, with your house or your kids or do some some hobbies uh, mm. and then come back without affecting your life too much. Uh, but in the office, uh, we've always always seen um, shift, uh, split shifts being uh, one of the some agents that prefer split shifts uh, but we haven't seen it like something that that would be very very common uh, previously mm. so uh going back to the office I think we've we, we will go back to the same kind of usage on all split shifts that we've seen before
0: and what are you hearing in terms of in terms of returning to the office is it going to be you know everyone now back in are they already back um, you know are they all going to stay remote um there's some sort of blended i mean what's what's what what would you say have been the prevailing thinking
1: i think what we what we've heard and what we've seen is is that a lot of companies would, will continue to offer a hybrid um mm. work style so they will continue to have a portion of their uh, workforce uh, working from home and and often it is um uh, more flexibility around um, you might work in the office for a couple of days and then work the rest of, of the week home. We mostly see those um, kind of um, setups where where you have uh, more more work from the house but you, you do both. Uh, And I haven't come across that many that that require 100% in the office, but then then again, uh, we do have, we work with customers also that have uh, very uh, security sensitive information Mm
0: -hmm. and they
1: would require 100% in the office and they've always been in the office even during the pandemic, but maybe have a, a smaller portion of, of the workforce covering uh, during that time. We have adopted this way, new way of of uh, working, and it's hard to go back and and force everybody to go mm. to go back to the office.
0: Yeah, so sort of this blended way of working, and I, I do not know in some <clears throat> in some some sectors, I mean, it seems like a lot of people sort of like they want to be working remote on Friday or Monday, and it sort of gets squeezed into that sort of like middle of the week. Uh, it might be a little bit different in the in the contact center world, where you've got you know maybe even seven days a week, right? Where you sort of a bit more or, or retail, um, but certainly it seems like it's it's sort of concentrating. It feels like maybe just during the middle of the week a little bit.
1: Yeah, that's very common. At so, least if the agents can can pick, uh, it would be uh, like that. Yeah. So in terms
0: of terms of agent picking. Um, it's, it's a good point in terms of like you know are you, do you think that it's going to get more common if we have these flexible schedules to be able to make changes to schedules more often um, I mean particularly with the some of the new workforce management tools that are out there the ability to be able to to mix and match and change your schedule much more dynamically seems to be I mean it's more capable you your more, more capability to be able to do that but you know, is that something that you think is 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 a trend that's going to continue?
1: Yeah, I I think it's going to continue, and and the more uh, the more we focus on on what's going on in, in real time, and uh, mm. the more we know about that, um, and the more we see, uh, we will continue to do changes, maybe not as much on on the actual start time and end time, mm. but on the content uh, of the work, maybe moving breaks, uh, moving uh, the skill sets, moving uh, what you're working on. Uh, so we'll see a lot around uh, that. I, I think it, it will continue. But what we also see is, is of, of course, around uh, more around preferred working time. Um, so already when we do uh, create the schedule, uh, being able to offer the agents the ability to to communicate those preferred times, so having yeah. also the preferences take those into account early on uh, to set uh, the start and end time, of course, uh, mostly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And do
0: you think do you think those those short term changes are driven by business need, or is it really just more around um, i suppose employee um employee preference or employee satisfaction that's that's driving that change
1: yeah those short term changes I think are more around um more around business needs and um, incoming traffic and maybe mm. um, maybe uh, short term planning on, on meetings, let's pull out this team to have a quick uh, team meeting, mm. those kind of changes.
0: And I suppose the the challenge for the workforce management team is going to be how do you do that and stay under control from, you know, a service level point of view, from business point of view like with all these changes coming through, because it becomes much more complex, I would think, yeah. the, more, the more changes you have.
1: Yeah. That is true. Uh, so it's important to to have uh, technology that supports the uh, the possibility to simulate. Mm. Before you make those changes, simulate how that affects the service level before we do uh, pull all these people off on a meeting or before before we move uh, these people to work on email, uh, we need to know how that affects our service level mm. and also having the tool that supports the decision. Um, mm not not actually making this decision before you, you you so the of course i think the the scheduler uh and the forecaster will stay the the driver as i i mm. like to to say and then then the tools surrounding it uh suggesting changes should, should be supported by really good uh really good technology um ai is something that is coming in uh, more and more so Having uh, technology that supports us taking the right decisions so that we can continue to deliver really good um, customer experience
0: yeah and, and I suppose the the the, AI, the machine learning piece I mean you've got the the maths around schedules and you know switching shifts et cetera i mean that then there's there's that problem right which is which needs to be solved mathematically, but then I suppose you also have the forecasting of volumes as well, which can also change. Um, is, that, is that what you're saying the the AI piece would come through? Or?
1: Yeah, I, I, exactly. Uh, that's where that will come in place, and also around planning those meetings. When we should we plan those meetings mm. uh, based on what we're seeing in the traffic and and the resources we have available right now? But of course, uh, what we want to see in in uh, on AI is is we see this increased volume uh, at the beginning of the day how will mm. the rest of the day look like? So mm. solutions around that um, and suggesting, based on what we've seen uh, so far, this is what we think the rest of the day uh, looked like and this is what we suggest you, mm. the the, um, the changes we suggest you to make.
0: You're making me think of um, almost like the weather forecasting, right? It's almost like based on what we've seen in the first hour, um, here are 10 models of what where we think it could be and it, you know this one's the most right. likely sort of thing. Yeah.
1: Exactly, exactly. And and looking at uh, past weather days, how how that had, yeah. uh, has affected.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So if it's a sunny day then we can have that meeting, if it's going to be a storm coming in, then maybe we don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And and the world's got a lot more complex. I think even over the last year, it's got more complex in terms of digital. We talked about remote working, but also there's there's digital contact channels. A lot of people sort of like launch chat, um, you know, rather than the voice. There's digital, you know, self-service portals that come in. From a planning point of view, does that add the complexity? And how how do you think about that in terms of like planning around that? Because you know, often we've got even with remote agents, you have got the same peer, peer person doing multiple things.
1: Exactly. So definitely uh, having uh, more channels makes it more complex. What we're seeing also is moving from one channel to another, which mm. even brings another uh, layer of, of complexity into this. So, so so, that definitely makes it more complex, but, but there are always, I mean, you have the history, you have the trends to look at, mm. how things have evolved over time, and, and that can be used to, predict also, even if we switched uh, between different channels, mm. what the future will look like. And bringing AI in, uh, it will it will probably um, make things even even more accurate going forward. So, But it, it does bring another complexity in. And also thinking about digital channels, um, you usually have um, agents that can cover multiple channels at the same time, which is another complexity in forecasting. Mm. Because you need to uh, you need to address the fact that we have uh, agents some agents that can cover four chats at the same times, others that can cover three chats and what have if you would be covering an email and a chat at the same time. So those kind of, of complexities are things that we yeah. we need to address um, in forecasting. To make sure that we have the right staff available to cover those interactions.
0: <clears throat> I suppose you know part of it is you know if you're not taking a call, then you might be able to be able to do something else as well, and you can have that fill-in work as well exactly. as then the more proactive kind of like you've got an inbound chat as well as a call. I would I would have thought.
1: Yeah, exactly. So so there's different ways of of looking at this. Um, a lot of. Um, a, a, a lot of the contact centres are starting to look at uh, all of this as an omni-channel environment mm. where you would be taking any kind of interaction that comes in based on, on the skill sets that you have. Mm. So whether that's an email or a chat or a phone call, you will be taking those um, as they come in. But we do still have a lot of customers that are on on older platforms um, Mm. where they might have a a special or a a separate uh, email platform, a separate chat platform and a separate voice platform. And and they often want to schedule people separately on emails and separately Mm. on chats, uh, which really means that if you're on chats, then you cover only chats. You're mm. not covering uh, the voice at the moment, but uh, overall we see the trend moving definitely towards the omni-channel uh, way of working. Um, so I think when, when more and more platforms support this way of working, we will see a more around this um, taking whatever comes in. Uh,
0: and I suppose if you're planning it around interactions, and it's, so it's omni-channel interactions, then it really becomes a mix issue, I would think, because the variability of your interaction length might be quite a lot different if it's chat only versus if it's voice only, just to pick two extremes. And then everything in between. And I suppose it's how do you start thinking about what the right mix is going to be and capacity planning around the right mix? Because if you get it wrong, then the person's on a call and can't take the next chat.
1: Exactly. So that that has to be uh, taken into account, and and that's done usually. Uh, so we do it in our uh, system. We do it during the simulation.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: so we're we're simulating that Emma is taking this call and Patrick is taking that email and so mm. forth. And based on on the simulation, we can calculate um, exactly the the number of, of people needed uh for all channels independent on of media, but it's all based on on the on the skill sets and of course it's um, something that needs to be set is is of course also um um the uh, the skill sets themselves and maybe looking at at uh, performance over time because we might have some agents that are super agents and we might mm. have somebody uh, that needs a bit more training um uh, to be a, a full time um, employee in
0: that mm. sense. So, so I mean, in terms of like the call centers and the future call centers, I mean, what, what do you sort of think is 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 gonna happen in the future? So we've got to where we are now in terms of digital, we've got omnichannel that's coming out. We've got, I suppose, yeah, you know, software as a service and sort of like cloud based technologies. I mean, where, where do we go from here? I mean, and w- what's gonna be the impact on contact centers and what, they, what do you think they're gonna look like in five, 10 years time?
1: Well I, I think it we will continue the cloud journey and we're not uh, at our goal yet and there's still a lot of a um, lot, lot of the technology out there is still on-premise based or maybe mm-hmm. hybrid solutions mm-hmm. so we will uh, continue that journey and um uh, also we'll see a lot more around usability I think um, that still has a lot uh, to learn in terms of, of how do we how do we create really uh, user-friendly solutions that, that we can really get the most out of. Mm. Um, I do think we'll see more around flexibility as well, um, mm. being able to, on, on a forecasting or, or on a workforce management uh, perspective, flexibility of course around the agents uh, and in the tool itself and of course in in the contact center solutions as well having uh the flexibility that allows you to address the specific business needs of each Mm. i think i think that will be key going forward and then i think there's a lot that will happen also on the ai front Uh, we've just seen the beginning um Mm. and we'll see a lot more around that um and then i do think the um the human aspect as well, uh, more focus around how do we keep our agents with us with us longer. Mm. Uh, so how do we create an a working environment um, that really keeps them with us? And I, I think um, uh, in the past it's been more okay, how do we how do we do the most, um, how do we mm. cover our service levels and how do we deliver as cost efficient uh, service mm. as possible but it's moved more into um, how do we engage our agents and how do we make them as happy uh, as they need to be in order to deliver that that great uh, customer experience. So a lot more around the agent side of things, uh, both in terms of of supporting uh, with technology, uh, but also building uh, that working environment for them.
0: I mean, flexibility seems key from an employee point of view. Um, you know, so there's been quite a bit of discussion around, um, you know, I suppose you know, shortages in the in the labour market and people trying to hire quickly. And the sort of like there's been there's been it's been quite challenging environment, I think, for a lot of call centres recently. I mean, do you think the flexibility becomes a, a bit of a a competitive advantage for staff retention?
1: I definitely think it will. Um, mm. So um, it does. And um, we already see that uh, already now, that that companies that can provide more flexibility, better work environment, maybe for some mm. uh, agents that want to work from their home a few days a week, uh, maybe want to more design the way that they do want to work, what hours they want to work. Um, so companies that really want to address that, I think they're mm. in a very competitive uh, position uh, so that will be, I think that's because it's, uh, it, it, we see a lot of, this year has been a lot of um, uh, retention in general mm. uh, in the market, not only in contact centers but overall and and um, uh, companies need to find a good way to to promote themselves and uh, working on, on the working environment and anything we can do for, for the agents to build around their their like a work-life balance or yeah. building schedules that fit their work or their their life um, that will be key in, in finding um, finding those um, those good agents and, and also preventing attrition going mm, forward. I
0: suppose the challenge for businesses is how do you do that but then stay in control and then deliver the customer service right And it's, it's kind of like it's that that's the balance is kind of the challenge isn't it
1: yeah it is definitely so i think um, it needs to come with uh, of course um communication mm. we need to um we need to allow uh the agents to be able to uh, communicate those preferences but we need also to communicate back that we'll try to address as much as possible of that mm.
0: but,
1: but we, we still need to fulfill our business goals so yeah really communicating um so they understand why schedules need to be in a certain way so
0: yeah
1: uh, that that's definitely key
0: we touched on earlier a little bit around motivation I suppose or um uh, morale maybe is a better way of saying it in terms of like people working remotely um and again so do you think that's that's going to be another forcing factor for 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 in in um, in office work and you know are there other tools that w- you've seen used sort of remotely to try and just get people more involved make have that feeling of being in the office when you do, when you've got remote work
1: there's a there's a lot of uh, tools um, out there um, gamification tools um, that that can help in mm. the process even for remote working I think from a workforce management perspective it's around the um, the real-time monitoring Mm. So and also knowing or communicating again with the agents why we're we're monitoring uh, real mm. time and it's it's for the best of them. So mm. have providing um, if we have agents that are not following their schedule is going to affect all the others. Mm. So really understanding why we're doing that.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: I think that's uh, also key and 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 then finding ways to uh, communicate how um, when they do things uh, that are good, they see uh, agents that um, are part of this gamification uh, have provided really good customer um, experience, for example, have very good NPS scores or um, uh, perform well um, in in adherence and in occupancy and and other things and and communicating that will be also part of so really working with uh, a multitude of of different tools to to yes. uh, but I think communication is key um, and uh, where we're often lacking is is communicating what's what's the strategy from from the business yeah. so for them also to feel that they're part of of the journey going forward and, and and understand the importance of customer experience um, and the work that they do. Uh, hmm. I think that, that's really, uh, really, really important.
0: It, it does sound like there's more changes on the way. And just before, we were, just before this call, we were chatting a bit about video calls. <coughs> you right. know, and video, video calls are, is yet another channel that seems to be sort of like bubbling in the background. In, 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 right. in, in, and, and throwing that into the mix as well. So you might have telephone calls and video calls and chat. You might have it all at the same time as well.
1: We, uh, we do see video as a, as a very strong uh, channel uh, growing. And um, we recently invested in in a company that specializes in, in video and live share. And yeah. there's a lot of usage areas uh, for this. A lot of um, calls, for example, for support that will be made much easier. Um, yeah. You, you mentioned also banking where we do do see a, uh, a, a lot of usage uh, within the banking industry within, within healthcare as well uh, but it also puts the um, it, it is a different kind of channel for the agent and mm. um, of course the agents have to be prepared to take that video call as well yeah. so
0: so well Emma, thanks very much for for making the time and chatting me about it i mean there's been some unique challenges I think uh, from a workforce management point of view and sort of a planning point of view over the last the last year. It sounds like there's more change on the way, and it's almost like going to accelerate a little bit, so uh, still more to go. but I think it's been quite exciting actually in terms of what we've seen and where, where we can go so uh, it's fascinating. Thanks very much for giving us the insight.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me.